The battle of wizards and warriors continues with iron swords. The evil wizard Malkil will take the shape of the earth, wind, water, and fire. Farewell! The fate of the world is in your hands! You're listening to the Piercing Wizard Podcast, and I'm your host, Ryan Willett. I'm a professional body piercer with 20 years experience, I travel around the world teaching technique and safety classes, and I'm a member of the Association of Professional Piercers. Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry so we can all stay sharp. Hi everybody, how you doing? Thanks for coming back to the show, you know I always appreciate it. I will do my best to keep this intro on the shorter side, but uh, who knows how much I'll ramble. I just got back from a teaching trip in Atlanta, Georgia. I had two days of seminars out there. Went really well. I thought it was a lot of fun. I think the attendees got a lot out of it. Uh, I recorded a few podcasts while I was out there. One with Zach Boyer, a former LD scholar and a buddy of mine. Uh, That should be posting within the next couple of weeks. And this week's interview with William Barron. Barron is one of the APP members who accepted a nomination to run for the APP's Board of Directors uh, upcoming election. And if you're a member and you're eligible to vote, I would really uh, like you to give Baron a shot. You know, listen to this interview, listen to the hard work that he's put in, uh, and you know, maybe reach out and get to know him a little bit. But if, uh, if you're a newer member, if you've been accepted within the last year or two, you know, Baron is one of those people who did a lot of work on the membership committee. Uh, he's helped out a lot. For me personally, when I couldn't make it over to the UK because of a family emergency, uh, Baron was already over there teaching a class, and, and he just jumped right in and, and helped cover my classes. And I uh, really, I really do appreciate that. You know, he didn't have to, he didn't have to do that. So um, he's one of the people where I, I think that he reflects my personal values to be on the board, and he's someone that's going to be getting my vote for sure. So uh, give him, a, give him a chance. Listen to the interview. See what you might think. For For other seminars, for me, I do have a little bit of news. I have a class officially scheduled for Phoenix, Arizona on President's Day. Uh, That will be Monday, January 20th in Phoenix, Arizona, and that's going to be at Wholehearted Piercing. That's Kevin Jump's new piercing studio. Really excited to see it. He sent me a few pictures, and it's a gorgeous studio, so I'm really excited to, to teach a class there. And this is going to be the first offering of my brand new seminar for 2020, Advanced Application of Bevel Theory. So it's kind of like the uh, the level two version of my understanding and applying freehand piercing class that I've been doing for the, the last two years. That one, I kind of start historically. This is where body piercing needles came from. This is how they work on a physics level. These are the different things you can do to apply force in a different way with the needle to reduce tissue trauma. And now this is going to be the level two class. Um, this This is how you perform wound shaping for a surface bar piercing, or a navel piercing, an inverted nipple piercing, a Christina piercing. Wound shaping can be really important for a lot of different piercings. I'm going to be talking a little bit more about needle modification, needle improvement, needle crushing, whatever terminology you want to use for it. And I'm going to be doing a section on how to recover a lost transfer. So if you're one of those piercers where, you know, maybe you weren't using a connector pin or a threaded taper and you're just following the the jewelry after the needle, which I do all the time, but that's a skill I had to develop. uh, Sometimes you can lose contact. The jewelry and the needle become disconnected under the surface. Maybe the client moves or or maybe your, your hand movement throws it off or maybe it's just difficult tissue to work with. So what do you do? You know, do you panic and you just shove the needle back through? or do you just give up or do you just try to force the jewelry in? I'm going to talk about different ways you can recover that blown transfer with an insertion pin uh, so you don't have to re-traumatize the the client and you can save the piercing that you're performing. So that's going to be one of the things I talk about and in some of the venues, uh, this one included at at Wholehearted Piercing in, in Phoenix, I'm going to be doing live piercing. So uh, if you as an attendee want to get pierced, uh, we can certainly do that, or maybe we can set up some models or something, but I'll be able to do some live piercings in classes. Uh, I'm going to be offering this class, this new uh, advanced application of bevel theory class in quite a few locations over the course of 2020. Not all of them will be safe for live piercing. Not all of them will be in studios, and I think I will kind of insist that you have to meet or exceed APP standards for for me to pierce there. I don't want to kind of get into a situation where I'm piercing just to pierce in a shop, and maybe it's not the safest environment. I want to 
I want to uh, be a good role model and show that uh, you know it, the environment is is very important, just like the jewelry and the sterilization and the skills are, are very important. So registration is open for that now, on Monday, January twentieth, in Phoenix, Arizona. You can go to precisionbodyarts.com/seminars, get the info there. You can get the info on the Facebook event page uh, put up by Body Art Education by Ryan Willett, or you can just email me ryanpba@gmail.com. I can get you set up and registered. Uh, for now, I'm going to just jump into this interview with Barron. Uh, William Barron is going to be his full name on the uh, the ballot. When you when you go to vote as an APP member, look for William Barron. And again, I'm just going to gratuitously put my support behind Barron. So uh, let's enjoy this interview, and I'll be back a little bit at the end. All right, go ahead and introduce yourself. And remember, you're talking into that. You don't have to talk into that. Right, right. Uh, hi, I'm William Barron. I'm from Born This Way Body Arts in Knoxville, Tennessee. You will most likely hear people refer to, to me as Baron. And if uh, you have a membership application or an acceptance letter. You owe him a letter yeah. of gratitude. Yeah. <laughs> You'll see W. Baron at the top. Uh, so we're in Atlanta and I did my freehand class today and you kind of, you came to hang out after we went out and got tacos and you're going to come to the class tomorrow um, have you seen me do this one yet the freehand one or you've seen me do my individual classes I've seen you do the freehand in Chicago Chicago right right okay yeah. yeah so you've had to deal with me a lot yeah I mean you learn something new every time I hope so well, yeah, I mean, I, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Repetition is the key, isn't it? I guess. Uh, so we taught at conference this year. We did the Safe Practices in the Piercing Room workshop with Lola. Yeah. How was that experience for you? It was fun. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed it. That was the first time. Well, that was the first time teaching with you because you had asked me to step in in the 2018 conference for like the, the second class. Was it one of those surprise things where I'm like, hey, Baron, you're going to teach this class with me? I think I had mentioned it to you before, and then yeah, it was Monday or Tuesday of that week. You were like, hey, you want to come and uh, you know, stand up in this class with me? I'm like, sure, yeah, let's I've do it. i to a couple of people, and they always give me that same look of like, what? Yeah. What would you say to me? Um, and we're gonna, we just got the official invitations for next year where we're going to bring the dream team, as yeah. you said, yeah. together. You, me, and Lola. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. Well, now that we have that group dynamic down, uh, which we had in the second class, I think, really well, now we get to, for a third time, yeah. we get to try it again. Uh, yeah, and also, I don't think Lola appreciated my whole style of like, no, no, it's fine. You'll, you'll, you'll figure it out as we go, and like, you'll do great, at it, but without like telling her what the class was, because she's never got the opportunity to take it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, surprise. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I think our, our group dynamic worked out really well, uh, yeah. especially because we, with uh, you had your stuff going on, but we were able to sit down at conference for a little bit and figure out, you know, uh, a better like understanding and how to break it down to make it a little bit easier and transition to each segment mm -hmm. of the class. So yeah, and I think next year we can kind of write it from the ground up to be able to throw topics back and forth to each other easier and have like a more organic feeling flow and yeah I think it'll be fun really fun yeah uh, so talk about UK because you I, I guess partially you could say coincidentally were there when like I really needed you to, to help to help out and cover for me because I, I couldn't make it to UK this year so it, it it was like a really big it was a really big deal to me that I could know that I didn't have to stress as much because there was someone like you there available who ha you know I've seen you teach and we've talked a lot and we're really on the same page about a lot of different things uh, and you've actually seen me teach a lot of those classes that, mm -hmm. that uh, I couldn't be there for and you just kind of stepped in and took over and did an awesome job with them so I want to say thanks for that oh yeah th well, I thank you for uh, you know for, for trusting me yeah. <laughs> no no no, no. <laughs> thank you for blowing yeah. oh yeah no well uh, thank you for trusting me to be able to teach those classes you know, that's not something yet. I'll tell you what, when I got on the plane to go to the UK, I was already, uh, you know, nervous about teaching the one class. And it was my first solo class, let alone to, by the way, we're going to, if you can do this for me and you feel comfortable, yeah. 
And of course, I, you know, I had read everything you had sent me. I've gone over everything and I was able to, you know, I was very comfortable to be able to do it. Uh, but it was, UK APB was interesting. I really enjoyed it. It was my first time out, like, off the continent, uh, let alone, uh, you know, at a, a, a different conference that, that's not the APP annual conference and yeah. it's not camp, you know. Yeah. So I was basically, I, I almost, like, I related it to is my first conference at ever, I didn't really know anyone. I mean, I knew Lola and, and Kim and... A few, you know, and then Brian Skelly was there and, and Kale and Paul. But other than that, that was it. Like, yeah. that wasn't it. I'm, granted, those, well, I think there was like 126 attendees overall for their conference. And that was, uh, I didn't realize how small it was. It seemed, well, in the space it was, it was in, it was very, like, uh, crowded, I guess, is not really the word to say, but it they was just a lot. But really efficiently. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. But it, we, t- you were able to take a group photo and not have to be outside or above. You could take a group photo in a, this the main lobby area. Sure. That's how many. So just knowing a few people, and then I, you know, I made more friends there. You know, than than like my first conference. To be honest, I mean that's what it's all about. I mean, especially if you're an international attendee, because not just as an American, but there have been years where people have come over from from Europe and from from all over for UK APP and it's like why would you want to take the time to go to one of those events if you can't really experience the whole thing and a big part of it is the social stuff after you know making friends and and talking Mm -hmm. to people yeah it was it's definitely not like Vegas because it's not in Vegas wow (laughs) right yeah right (laughs) oh yeah that's horrible anyways uh it was they had the I think Tuesday night was like the, I guess not the banquet, but like the, just like a bar get together. It was sci-fi. sci-fi yeah. Sci-fi you know, night. I packed a Star Trek uniform to bring <sighs> and I, I couldn't bust it out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Add that <laughs> to the pile of disappointment. Uh, they did a thing, a functioning, uh, or a function the day before of the Crystal Maze. Oh, like the sort of escape room, sort of double dare. Yeah, but do you know what the devil. Crystal Maze is? Ian gave me a little bit of a crash course on it. You can watch it on YouTube. Uh-huh. It's uh, like the, it was a show on Nickelodeon. It's like uh, uh, the Forbidden Temple or whatever Legends show. Legends of the Hidden Temple. That's what it reminded me of, yeah. but it was created by the the person that wrote Rocky Horror Picture Show. Really? And he had his own. It was like his own. Like we had to solve these brain games, and it's it's. There's a lot more into it. I'm probably butchering the description of it, but probably. you could you could probably look up these episodes on YouTube. Oh, and, I watched and, I watched and, one or two. Yeah, they're and, ridiculous. But yeah, the the main guy he created Rocky Horror Picture Show, from what I've been told, yeah. and yeah, so that was pretty. Uh, awesome, but yeah, I I didn't know not going to that, but uh, I thought that was pretty cool. It was like an outdoor function out for like a, the group of them mm. to do, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Ian's Ian's a cool guy, and you know, I, I think he pretty much put most of that together. If I'm not, yeah, yeah, I, mistakenly, yeah. It, that's from what I understand. It's cool to see that uh, the, the group di- like doing a group dynamic exercise, especially with a bunch of people that are willing to kind of like you know, get together and do that, you know, there's, I mean, I'm all about group dynamics or exercises and just trying to bring, that's why I like camp so much because you can bring a lot of people together and well, you do know, fun like stuff. We had met and we knew each other a little bit, but I feel like camp was where it kind of like became more of like a, we're buds now sort yeah. of thing, you know? Yeah, I met, uh, I met Brian Thomas, at, well, I had met him that conference, but not really, I didn't really talk to him, I talked to him more at camp. Uh, it's where I met half the people I'm like really close with at camp now, mm. as far as in the Pearson community is concerned, yeah. which is uh, awesome and it's, uh, uh, it's a great function to go to if you ever, you know, if anyone ever has the advantage to do that. Yeah, yeah. You you seem like you've been pretty fortunate in your career because you know when I first met you, you know, you had that you you were in that. Chicago kind of community where everybody mm-hmm. knew everybody, everybody's comfortable shadowing and guest spotting and covering shifts and stuff. And yeah, I, I wasn't even really, I, I never really covered too many, I don't think, you know what, no, I never covered any shifts in the Chicago community. I wasn't really that uh, a part of it. I just, you know, I had known Johnny and then I met Chucks as well. And then overall, the you know, in passing met other piercers and stuff, but I've just been very fortunate to, you know, I, you know, have someone lend a helping hand and kind of push me into a direction or just tell me to check something out. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and it's good to have it, you know, if you have a local uh, piercer that's uh, a member or just that's wanting to bring your, you know, knows that you may not be at the, the best of standards to bring it up. And then whatever opportunities that person may show you or present to you, you know, you, if, if you don't take advantage of it, like then what are you, you know, really doing or like you got to reevaluate like what, what's your overall ending goal. Mm-hmm. And uh, over time... I, uh, you know, I, every time that, you know, the person that had introduced me, I, I took advantage of. And then, I, I mean, I went to camp again. That was like the first time I went to camp. I didn't know anyone like Johnny had been like, hey, go. I'm going to tell my boy Lou, go see my piercing experience. Go say hi to him. And then I ended up going the piercing experience. That's where I met. I, I met Christina there, but she wasn't working at the time like that day. Well, her and Aaron came through, and I was just like, can I get a ride with you guys to the bus station? Because I don't know anyone else. Mm-hmm. And that's how I met Aaron Pollock, and I ended up going there. And uh, in Christina's car, we ended up, and that's how I became friends with Aaron. And later that that year, I ended up going to San Antonio on a family trip, but ended up stopping by his studio and talking with them. So yeah. it's just, uh, I've, yeah, I've got lucky by coincidence, I guess. Well, you know, I, I think a big part of it is uh, a lot of piercers – they're they're born for this. They're they're meant. They're born this way. They're 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 meant for, for this, <laughs> for this career for this industry. Uh, trademark born this way industries. Uh, <laughs> and I think a, a big part of it, if you feel like you're hitting roadblocks or you're not where you want to be, a lot of it is just access and a lot of it is exposure. You know, so when when you meet those piercers and you can tell they have that passion and that drive for it, I feel like it's it's extra special to give people who haven't had access like. An absurd amount of access you know invite people to shadow hang out with people yeah. hook them up with your friends if they're in another city for like guest spot or just like going and mm-hmm. shadowing at their shop or whatever and just like help open those doors and just kind of get them the access and then you yeah. see how people like yourself take yeah. it and run with it yeah I the the biggest thing is I find people are afraid to like ask yeah or just just ask we're, we're human or even talk yeah you know? just talk about it yeah. like don't be afraid. I'll talk about it all day long, you know, uh, whatever you want to talk about. Or I, if I don't know about it, I'll, I'll point you in the right direction. That's, I try to find out. I'm, I try to stay in the know of like what's going on in local areas and, and things like that, especially well, you know, being on the membership committee, you know, I, I see a lot of studios. I know where a lot of studios are. I can, you know, oh, cool. Reach out to this person. You can, if I know them, I'll say, you can, you know, mention me, mm-hmm. you know, I just try to pay forward what was given to me. Uh, to a lot of young piercers and or just piercers in general that are now discovering like maybe what the APP is or they're trying to do something different. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not everyone. We have this weird like thing. With the internet. It's like this this thing where we hide behind and we're not. We're all different, but we're all one. It's one team, one dream. We're all together in it. Everyone's trying to help out everyone. And if, if they're not going to help you, they're just not going to respond. Mm-hmm. Don't take it the wrong way. That just might not be who they are, you yeah. know? Nobody's so, going to, like, jump down your throat and be like, you asshole, how dare you? How dare you ask me to learn? Yeah. <laughs> the hubris. <laughs> the gall. Uh, so talk about membership committee because that's that's a big job for, for you and for everybody else that's involved in that committee. It seems like it's a ton of work because membership has exploded over the last couple of years. Uh, yeah, it, it really has. I, we've talked about before, it's it's crazy with how we've mainstreamed everything. It used to be like back in the day, uh, it was... Do you mean streamlined? Yeah, streamlined, streaming. You said mainstream. Mainstream, oops, yeah, streamlined. Uh, back in the day, the you can talk to Johnny and Cody about this. Is they would like review an application, put it in the mail, drop the VHS in, and mail it to the next person. Right. So I can only imagine what the turnaround times were for that. Months. Yeah. Yeah. So that, it, but now it's you know it's drag and drop and just fill out. And now that we have everything memberly, but through the website, it makes. Uh, makes everything a little bit easier for uh, people to access and get a hold of and then we obviously have the forums and stuff for that but taking on it's not it's not a one person job by any means how many people are on membership committee uh, I believe eight yeah now and all of them are I'm sure well we pretty equally busy yeah we're it's volunteer position so we I was answering phone calls or talking to people on my way here because mm-hmm. I had to just get some stuff like like out there so we can get the ball rolling on a couple things 
but yeah, it's it, sometimes phone calls. Sometimes if I have like maybe ten minutes, I'll I'll open up an application and kind of look at it and see if I need anything or if there's something that is missing. Because first we got to make sure everything is there. Yeah. Then we have to make sure everything is correct and at, at a standard. And then you know review and then contact if we need to. I like I try like I, I try to contact everyone that I at least have as a applicant to so to let them know we're here. We're here to help. We're not some overshadowing government like out to get you we're just i'm literally working as i'm talking to you i just have five minutes to be able to call you and say mm -hmm. something uh, it, it's definitely a huge task uh, that takes a lot of time i mean i have to i have to build in time with my family and my i can't do i try not to do it as much as at work as possible but uh i try to uh build as much time in there somewhere to to bring it all together and be able to get through as many applications as possible as swiftly without any issues or anything like that. So talk about, let's say somebody submits an application, it's complete, but they, they just don't meet the membership criteria or, or something like that. Talk about what kind of response people in a situation like that get, because I think some people are intimidated and they think that they're going to get this like blacklist kind of mentality of like, you fool, how dare you try to apply, but from my understanding, like you really try to like help people and and help them like move through the process and if they need corrections, you know. So what's yeah. the process like? So it de it depends. We will always take an application if there's. We'll try to have you fix things during the process mm -hmm. and get back to us about it. Um, we obviously give you like certain deadlines and things like that, but. If it's like something where we do have to send a declination, I'm going to call you and I'm going to talk to you about why, but I'm also going to tell you what to do to, to reapply mm -hmm. if that's what you want to do. Yeah. Um, those are nowadays, those are more few and far between because everyone's really understanding some things, some things you just can't change. Like, and mostly it's environmental. Like they don't have a hand washing. Yeah. Like they don't have, they can't move the plumbing. They're in a historic building. That's, that's a big one I see. Uh, I know you're an old building. What can you do? This is how we can do, and we kind of go over different aspects. Uh, sometimes there, the the jewelry criteria is not there, and they have to. Uh, they they they're like button heads with the owner. The owner doesn't want to budge, and for that reason, you know. Mm -hmm. So it, there's some things, and then even then, I'll still talk. To, I'll talk to them about personal experience. Oh, that's the case. Well, how about this, or how about that? And then we kind of go through. But then I'm like, hey, I'm just gonna let you know. It, I'll call them up. I'm like, this is what you're going to send. I don't want this to discourage you because this X, Y, Z, this is how you can do this. It's very easy, mm -hmm. but it's up to you what you want to do. It's not, you know, I can't, I'm not going to be able, if you have any questions, here's my social media. You can always reach out to members at safepiercing.org. You can go to the non-members uh, non question forum uh, that I'm also uh, an admin on that we can help you with. Mm -hmm. and there's multiple ways for you to to get there, it's just a matter if you want to, you know, again, take advantage of the, the, yeah, those sources yeah. that are there for you. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what kind of volume of applications have you been getting recently? And what's what's membership up to roughly, like 800? I believe so, something around there. You got your stats? Yeah, I've got my stats, hold on, I'm gonna, yeah. let's see if it, let's see He's if they came through. stats on his phone. Uh, 2019, uh, we have 500. This, I believe, is of September. 581 member business members, 31 business members at large, and 109 associate members. So, and that'll include piercer and non-piercer. Sure. Because a lot of studios now are having their counter staff mm -hmm. apply. It looks good on the website. Absolutely. You know, if, if it's like okay it's a tiebreaker between this shop that has one or two members and this shop that has four or five members, they might not know the difference between associate or business. And it, it looks good to show that like, you know, our whole staff is some form of membership or not. Yeah. You know, I'm going to, I'm actually working on doing that with, with my counter. And person. if a studio is on the fence about it, the non-associate members is, if you're in a studio that is, is a have members on staff and then everybody's in good standing the application for it is like half of what you have to do as a business member mm -hmm. a full-fledged business member but uh in 2017 our we only had 410 uh business members uh just business members so you're looking at you know a hundred and 
I can't, my phone keeps swapping around. You're looking at 171, like, difference in that's a matter of, yeah, three years, yeah. two years. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's, I don't know, I don't believe that last number was just a collective of business, not in total. So, yeah, with 500, you're at 100 in total with business, piercer, non, uh, non-piercer, and member the, uh, yeah, member at large. Yeah. So, yeah. It's cool. I, you know, I remember when I first started going to conference, I think membership was somewhere between one and 200 and um, just just watching it grow. And I, I, I always see, you know, I, I keep my kind of finger on the pulse for different committees where I can, mm-hmm. especially when I was on the board. Uh, outreach committee was very small. It was like a handful of people with just a handful of tasks. Mm-hmm. And then you look at um, something like membership where it always seemed like that was the workhorse committee because... You had to be because you were constantly having this influx of applications and questions and reviewing and it's not it's not as simple as people that we like we have our set of guidelines that we we know right but a lot of it's a gray area there's so many situations that can happen I mean when I applied my hand wash sink was like 17 feet from outside my room or something like something less but I didn't have to walk past any tattoo artists or any like stations or anything. Or doors. I, yeah, like I and my, the one door I had to walk through was the piercing room. Mm-hmm. So my, I believe one of my studio was one of the first studios where they enacted uh, your piercing, your your hand washing had to be within your room or like within reasonable access to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's was because that's when I was applying. That's I was like, I can't put a sink in my room. I would have literally had to dig out the basement area to run water in a drain, and mm-hmm. that just wasn't something in yeah, the cards. Yeah, it, I think a lot of people run into that, uh, like you were saying with historic buildings. But in the UK and in Europe and like other countries, you know, like they might be in a building that's 500 years old, yeah. and it's like they do not have the option. To add plumbing or electrical or anything. Yeah, and you'll know that most likely they'll have a sink in there. It's a matter of, well, how many sinks do you need? Mm-hmm. Be and that you know we, you can easily go into a discussion about going disposable as well. It's a space saver, and you don't have to you know. You, but. you <laughs> cult members, you disposable using cult members. It's a viable option if you have no other option. I agree. I agree. Like every year, I'm won over a little bit more by it by the concept. I see. I pl- I'll play devil's advocate. I see both sides of the story. Uh, if you're in a small space and you're in a pinch, just disposable will cut out a lot of headache. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not the initial overhead. This is a sexy enough talk, but let's let's pivot a little bit. Okay. And I want to talk about your growth as a piercer because, like, when when we met, you were I wouldn't say struggling, but you were you were a piercer in Chicago. And you were just kind of doing your thing and like, you know, you were talking about wanting to grow as more of a guest artist and doing this and doing that, you know, and you had mentorship with people like Johnny and other, mm-hmm. and other, other piercers in the area. And now, you know, you move to Knoxville, you're working at Born This Way, you're on the membership committee, you just accepted a nomination to run for the board of directors for the APP. Right. Like those are huge jumps in a career. And like, what's it been like for you? Uh... If you told me like five years ago that I'd be in this position, I'd probably laugh at you because I, I never really thought of myself as like being that person to ask, oh, let me do this and, you know, oh, do you mind? And here I am. It's, it's been a wild ride for sure. And uh, everyone's been really helpful and in, in, in helping me and, you know, answering any questions I had or like being kind enough to to let me shadow them or uh, learn from them in any way, shape, or form. Uh, guesting definitely will do that for you. Don't You're gonna be nervous, it's gonna happen, but you're only gonna be a better person for it. Um, I'm gonna attribute a lot of that to Kenny, uh, Kenny Crespo at uh, the Iris in Denver. Uh, he was the one that really pushed me. He's like, you, if you don't try it, you know, how are you gonna learn if you don't try it? You know, mm-hmm. That's really what it's all about. If you stay in that little box, What's it like taking that first step, though? Because if you're a piercer who, who's maybe a little bit apprehensive about your abilities on, like, you know, the, the national market the, or mm-hmm. the international market, like, how do, you, how do you take that first step and say, hey, I might be a little bit iffy on some of my confidence, but I want to come and work at your shop and cover for you? Like, how do you, how do you cross that barrier? 
I think if you're open and honest about it and you don't lie about it, I think whoever is willing to have you at their studio is going to give you that shot. There were piercings that were coming in where I was like, no, nah, I'm good. You know, I've, I've never done that, nor am I going to try to attempt it. But instead, he was like, cool, awesome. I'm going to do it and you're going to watch me. That's what it's all about. It's Oh, it's terrifying. Like going like, oh, I'm going my, my, my first guest spot, like my true guest spot would have been at Iris in Denver and it's Iris piercing studios. And it it was just crazy to me. And then he, he gave me a shot and uh, he watched me a couple do a couple things. He, he also watched, let me watch him do a couple things and I, I'm a better piercer for it. You just got to take the step, no matter how terrifying it is. Cause at the end of the day, tomorrow's going to come like that's like, if you really want to think about no matter like not necessarily how bad you did, but no matter how nervous you were or how you you may have done something differently or, you know, tomorrow's going to, it's going to happen. So you're going to be fine. You're not going to be, di- uh, you're not going to be less of the purse piercer you were the day before. Mm-hmm. If anything, you're going to come out um, a better piercer, whether you do good or bad. That's intensely motivational. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I mean. But yeah, I mean, if you if you look at every piercer, who's got a lot of experience or, or uh, reputation, all that stuff, like they had to work on it. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that they had to put themselves out there at some point. Well, yeah, but now we have the availability to be able to guest and reach. I mean, before like Instagram and, you know, the internet, like those days, like how did you really like travel to, like you knew your local area. Yeah. But other than that, you know, the magazines and that was pretty much all you really had. Mm-hmm at that time and so just to hear it's you it's so easy for you to do it's just a matter of you're going to do it or not mm-hmm. and i don't think if the the, the piercers that came for us if they're you know they had to start somewhere and now they're just hopefully you know paying it forward by you know offering it to everyone else it, it seems like people are being a little bit more open with that i remember the days of like no, you can't. What you can't watch me pierce? Go, you know, like now, uh, it is so commonplace to think that like, um, if somebody's partner wants to get pierced, uh, it's just like you know the the piercer comes in the room and watches or or whatever. If a piercer is just visiting in town, be like, hey, do you want to watch me do this piercing? And they're just in, instantly invited in. But I remember a time when it was like. If you wanted to bring your partner to a, maybe a more experienced piercer, they'd be like, oh, you're a piercer? Cool. Go wait out in the lobby. You can't watch me pierce because this is my secret information, my secret sauce. Like I, re- I remember being treated like that. Uh, I never came up in that, though. So I, I'm like, I, but yeah, I'm in the same boat. She was like, how do you, I, it's, it's crazy to, to think that it was like that. Mm-hmm. And in some places it still is, depends on sure. where you're at. Like I talk to piercers pretty frequently. Um, different states, different countries, and they're like, my mentor or my shop owner or whatever mm-hmm. um, would fire me if I got caught shadowing at another shop or whatever. Because yeah. they look at it as like, it's an embarrassment if you're shadowing because you're you're saying that like, we're a worse shop or they're a better shop or this or that or blah, blah, blah or, or whatever. But it's like, yeah, but really, how do you get stronger and how do you become a better business person if you're not learning new skills? You could, like, they could even show you something. The person shouting, you'd be like, I do it like that. Huh. Mm-hmm. Never thought of it that way. Even just today, even in, in these classes that I'm teaching, I learn stuff from just the other piercers just being like, oh, yeah, I, I do this. I try this. And it's like, cool. I'm going to try that. Yeah, it, it's definitely, that's what I like about it. Because no matter, like, the amount of classes that, like, I've taken your classes double over and it's just in different areas it's you learn something different from just the audience mm-hmm. and what's happening and it's just like huh oh that makes sense like why didn't i think about that yeah. you know it, but you you sometimes when you're by yourself or you're not uh ex- you don't have another piercer your mind is closed to certain things or you fall into like a you you learn 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 and then you so you go to conference and you learn, learn, learn. You come back and you apply, but then you like fall back down that slump. You got to keep going up and down. Yeah. And uh, you have to constantly relearn. You mm-hmm. know, like if you if you go to a if you go to a class, if you go to a 
tongue piercing class um, in 2005. And then you go back to conference in 2010 and there's another tongue piercing class. You don't say, oh, I've already taken a mm-hmm. tongue piercing class. Why would I need to take another? Like, Information is going to change year to year. Information is going to change just based on who's teaching. Or even if you do different pairings of different instructors. That's why I like to pull people into my classes all the time. Because like with the safe practices thing, I've taught that for like 10 years now. And like I, I want to give people a reason to come back and take the class over again. And so that's why I'd be like, let's introduce new people with new ideas that maybe will like challenge me and change my thought process. And that'll make me a better piercer, but it'll also make the class so much better for the attendees. Yeah, different viewpoints will produce different results. Yeah, it's fun. So what have been some other like big milestones for you? You know, like, do you want to talk about the the move to Tennessee or do you want to talk about other stuff from like the Chicago area or conference? Um, I think uh, <clears throat> my biggest thing, yeah, moving to Tennessee on top of, so I moved to Tennessee on top of uh, developing the class for the needle blanks for the UKP. So I, was, I had all that going on and that's crazy to me. When I got to the UK, uh, you had asked me to cover the classes for you. Oh, geez. <laughs> I, I, I didn't so much ask you as I was just like, by the way, you're doing yeah, this. By the, yeah, trial by fire. Good luck. Uh, you wouldn't have asked me if you didn't think I could do it, right? Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> this, these, the past three years have been, it's, it's been really interesting because 20, 20, I had to skip conference in 2015. In 2015, I was like, well, we built the studio to become a member. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go to conference as a member. That's what's going to happen. My mindset took forever for me to just like get it because I was so nervous to apply. Finally, it wasn't as bad as, you know, I like, and I see that now. I'm like, because now I'm like, no, it's not that bad. Apply. You're perfectly all right. It's okay. So I became a member. And then also when I went to 2016 conference, I was like, cool, I'm going to, I'm going to teach. I want to teach a classic conference. That's, you know what, that's what's going to happen. I'll figure it out. I ended up coming up with a, a class idea for uh, ASL signing in the studio. And mm-hmm. I, I taught it with the sign language interpreter, Sadie. And so 2017 conference happened. And that's also, you had come to Chicagoland. We, uh, I had helped you, you know, get the class together there. And then, we, you know, we just, what, that was like second conference or that was like the second camp or just after the second, no, it's just first camp. Either okay. either way, uh, we barely knew each other, but we, we knew enough to, to be able to you know, converse and do that. And yeah, so we on. We bonded over Jenga. Yeah, we bonded over Jenga that year and I, you pulled me into that class. And so as I got the more feels for it, it just, every year has been b- getting bigger and bigger for me and I I'm feel I feel like just overwhelmed and it, it amazed that that I've been able to to have this journey and be able to thank everyone out there you know for who I've what where I'm at you know mm-hmm. I wouldn't be uh half the piercer well but even half the like the the person I am today in the community, if it wasn't for the opportunities that were given to me and the milestones that I've made. And now it's, I've, you know, I've been able to, to, like I said, go to the UKPP and then I'll be teaching a class this year. I'll be doing uh, alternative to the bar with uh, Dustin uh, Scholler. What's your subject going to be? Uh, needle blanks and bending needles. Okay. Um, I, I don't know if Dustin had propose an idea or stuff but i had proposed that dustin teach it because he has a lot of good information and uh he he's also very charming dude he yeah he is he my first camp i remember him uh i was all by myself at the pavilion because i didn't really know anyone you know i was by myself and he he stopped the conversation he was having with the group and he's like he looked at me he's like come on over here man it's like you don't have to be over there by yourself like and he included me and i'll never forget you know that instance and you know he has good information and it's gonna be great with whatever he you know we come up with or he comes up with so it's i think that uh you know i guess it's a way for me to you know kind of give back to the you know the moments that he gave me uh to be able to include me into what you know everything 
for you know he's he's one of those kind of bounce around piercers now too, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he's he's really good at it. But for a while he was New England based, mm-hmm. and there was one year at the Boston Tattoo Convention where I didn't have an assistant or a counter person helping me, and um, he was just hanging out. He he wasn't. I don't even think he was piercing that day. He didn't have to, but he saw how frazzled I was, and he just walked right behind the booth and just started helping me. And he was like, "That's awesome!" Closing sales and all that stuff, and he just just stopped right in and just helped without asking for anything in return, and just a really nice person. That's, that's what it's about. Yeah, like um, <clears throat> I never, I I try not to think of like what is it, what's in it for me. I just try to if I can help someone out, that's enough. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all it is for me. If I can change someone's day, you know, and make them a happier person or just to, to help them out in any way, shape or form, like that's, that's what I, that's what I like about it all. Uh, I, you know, I try to help out everyone I can, uh, anyone I meet and I try to, you know, just be there. Yeah. Try to be that person because. Yeah. Uh, if, you know what, if, if Johnny Velez didn't answer my, my Facebook message about, coming out to his shop and and just talking to him about things and this was in 2012 2013 uh and actually no it was 2013 because he was going to conference and i didn't even know i was like oh yeah classes in the desert that's what's <laughs> out that i heard about that and uh yeah he's like yeah just stop by you know we'll talk and things and sure enough here i am and you know he's one of my best friends and uh, you know, I could truly say as far as this is, you know, he's been a huge mentor to me, as, you know, for what I do. And if I ever have questions, you know, randomly about certain things, he's been around for a minute. He knows he knows what's up. And if you know, he tells me stories of of things they did, you know, back then, you know, in the areas and or he'll point me in the right direction. So is he the one that got you into Malort? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Twenty sixteen. So he was like kind of cancels out a lot of the good stuff he's done for people with how oh, yeah, he's made tribal yeah. yeah, he was like, try this, and I was like, what is? This? He's like, just try it, and I just I was like, what is that? And then now I just drink it all the time, so it's fine. Disgusting. No, no, I drink it at parties just just to just to show how tough you are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Guar likes Malort, right? You saw that video, Guar. I know Guar. Yeah, Guar. I no, I think I vaguely remember it. You miss, you yeah. you had sent it to me. I am not one for memory. If oh, you uh, okay. Figure that out by now. I remember, remember everything like, for the most part. Like a steel trap. Try. Uh, so, what's it like living in Tennessee now? Uh, it's a lot more scenic than living in like the Chicagoland area. I have yeah. mountains now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can out do outdoorsy things. Uh, it's not like negative seventeen in the middle of November, so that's great. I love it. It's awesome. <laughs> Uh, definitely a different clientele base than I'm used to. Uh, they've really uh, what Brian's done out there is is crazy. Like the what him and April have done to build uh, build the brand out there is it's great. I saw that you guys have a billboard now. Uh, well, we've, we've had a billboard. They've had a yeah. billboard since uh, I, I'm pretty sure a little bit after they opened. They've had a billboard. It's this the third time they've changed it. Fancy. So. Um, we, yeah, that one just got put up the other day and that's right off. It's right by the, the second location. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's nice cause that he leaves, that stays up all the time and it, it brings a lot of, uh, brings a lot of business in. And, uh, you know, I'm very, I'm very grateful to be at working with a studio and a, a team, uh, that you now has that, that volume to be able to, you know, help me support my family. Yeah. Right. <laughs> cause that would be that old know, chestnut. Yeah. Oh, uh, yep. Yeah, because I wouldn't definitely wouldn't have made the move if I couldn't do that. <laughs> sure, yeah, just leave them behind. In right. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> but. <laughs> so what else is uh, what else is going on with you? What does it feel like being nominated for the board of directors? Uh, it's it's awesome. I'm I'm ready to take on that challenge. I'm ready to uh, to serve the organization and the membership uh, and what's needed. Uh, make and sure you say again your your full name. Oh yeah, it's William Barron. William Barron. Will, William I, Barron. I probably say the first year that you were on my radar, I had no idea what your name was past Barron. Yeah, a lot of people don't. Yeah. Uh, still to this day, there's still a lot of people that don't, uh, or they don't think about it because they always hear me refer to as Barron. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, though, I've been trying to because I harassed you. Uh, that yes, and I've just been trying to kind of break that. That because I get a lot of things where like like who's that or like 
uh, Kale like even posted them with Baron Williams. I get that a lot because that's what it is on my Facebook. Right. And I'm like, nope, that's, yep, that's, they just changed that in Facebook because it'll flip it around when I post and things. So that, uh, that's pretty funny. But uh, having, being nominated for the board uh, this time, I, I know I can do a good job. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm ready to take that, take that step and uh, to, to do a great job. I'm sure more than one person nominated you, but you were one of my nominations. Because oh, I want to see you on that board. <laughs> thanks, Ryan. I appreciate that. Uh, so what else is going on? I don't know if I have any other questions to ask you. Nothing. I'm just trying to stay, stay up with the committee work that we have and uh, fit in time in between for my family and just learning. Kevin, never, never stop learning ever. Live in the dream. Ha- hashtag. 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 Live in the dream. Hashtag. hashtag never stop learning. Live in the dream. Hashtag. Pierce your life. Hashtag. <laughs> oh yeah. Walmart. I think yeah. I think after this, I'm done traveling or doing anything till conference, unless something comes up. Yeah. Beforehand. Yeah. Man, me too. I'm done traveling for ten days, and then I go to <laughs> to London. It's, you know, I think I've talked with this before about how, like, it's like a, we, piercers have a season, like when season starts yeah. and then it's I'm just. year round now, baby. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're round, but like for, it's like uh, Kale, like she, conference after conference, got married, conference and whatever else she's got going on. It's crazy. Yeah. Then And on top of she's on the boards. Bills. Yeah. She got a new shop. She got to pay those yeah. bills. <laughs> yeah. So. And it's like, well, conference season is over, so now yeah. it's just kind of mellowing out. And but get... really, to be to be fair, though, to be fair, uh, board members never have an off season when it comes oh. to conference because, like, you start working on the next conference the day after conference ends. Yeah, uh, board members are just very like they're they're all volunteers, other than the officers, right? And so you're just. You're volunteers the, with high end, high end names. Pretty much volunteers too, because at any point they can walk away from it. Right? Yeah, they're not, they're not captive. So yeah, everybody's doing it for like love of the game, basically. I think uh, you have to if that's what you're, you're, you're wanting. You to, definitely uh, do because there's no other rewards. Yeah, <laughs> for it, that's for sure. You gotta uh, in it to win it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going in, yeah, Sports be ready. Analogy. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I definitely wouldn't be throwing my name in the hat if I knew I couldn't take on the task of being a board member. Which is awesome because this is. Um, how can I say this in a polite way? This is uh, t- like the season of let me post about my nomination to make myself look good or feel good, but I have no interest in actually like doing anything for the organization season. Yeah, I. Uh... I have a hard time posting about myself mm-hmm. in general because that's just, I just don't like doing that. But like, I have to, you know, I have to put out there that, you know, that's what I'm here for and yeah. I'm ready to do this. And, you know, I, I really respect the people with this round of nominations because I think a lot of people posted right away or turned it down right away if they knew that they weren't going to be good for it if they didn't Mm -hmm. have time for it or the interest for it or the skills for it Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people like really stepped back and looked at it uh rationally and were like you know what it's an honor that i'm nominated but i don't think i would be good for the job and i i did that myself i i you know i was on the board before with maybe like mixed results and uh some people said Hey, maybe you should go back onto the board. And I was like, no, I would be so much worse at it now because I'm, I'm so busy with other things and like just mentally, I don't have it in me right now. You know? Yeah. If it's not what I, it's not what a lot of people think it is. You know, you don't just sit in and just throw down the gavel. That's it. Although I have seen Jeff bang a gavel before. That seems like it'd be fun, like order, yeah. order, and you're just hitting it. The, everyone thinks that they, that the board of directors sits at their high chairs and just like is out there to ruin everyone's lives, and they're not. They're trying to do that's the best. That's what I was there for. Right? Oh, that's what you're. <laughs> they are there to do what they feel is best for the organization, mm-hmm. and it's a lot. On top of that, not only so, not only do you have the board of directors, and those, most of them will be oversights for committees, right, or liaisons. They also have to go to work, 
and some of them are business owners on top of being piercers at work. And some like, of them have spouses and children and Yeah. 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 And they do a pretty good job, in my opinion, for the amount of stuff mm-hmm. that they're doing. And they're not getting paid. Yeah. It's volunteer work. Yeah. You're elected to the board, you don't get paid. You are okay, cool, awesome. They they I believe Monica Sabin had posted in the uh, members only forum about uh, like what it is like and how many hours like you will de- dedicate on top of your already mm-hmm. impending you know committee work and that's just like you got to be ready. That's that's why I knew I couldn't go back because I knew exactly what I would be getting into, being like on call for emails or text messages or just important votes or whatever twenty four seven. Uh, and, and one of those things where it's like you couldn't really shrug it off. It's like kind of like you were answering your, your membership committee questions and stuff on the way here because it's like that's when you had some time and you had to get it done. It's the same mm-hmm. thing for the board. It's like this stuff has to get done. And just because you don't do it today doesn't mean that it's going to be gone. That means tomorrow you have to mm-hmm. do two days worth of stuff instead of one day worth of stuff. Yep. I Even even now it's like, oh, if I'm tired, I get home. I got to jump and do my committee work, my volunteer work that has to get done. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, I'm not. And so, say if I even crunched it, which I I don't do, like there's a snag, can't fix it. Sure. Not until you know, mm. it's it's a lot, and I don't think that we give the board of directors current and past credit enough for the time they've put into it. Whether the, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate you. Well. uh yeah, you know, it, it's it's super impressive, and uh, me being on the board, I, I don't even think that I was one of the better people on the board that I was on, because, like, I was watching the other people on there put in the work, you know, Kendra and, like, Jeff, just, like, constantly, and, like, Aaron in a secretary position, breaking his back to, like, manage all that stuff, because he's got to take those seven people who were intensely busy and coordinate all of them and like funnel conversations through them and and from them and there's just a mountain of work there and like what paul does as treasurer it's it's a it's absurd the amount of work that those people do um marina yeah oh like not only does she have to answer for certificates and things that like that need maybe need to get replaced right she's also i have to email her so just me being one committee member have to i have to email her about things Mm -hmm. on top of she has the eight other people or seven other people board members emailing her about things yeah like that's that's why when i saw the whole thing blow up in the forums lately about the conference certificates this Mm -hmm. year it's like, all right, look, I get it that the certificates don't look as nice as they looked before, don't have all your classes listed before. Like, you can get the, the full list. You know, we emailed, mm. the, well, I don't want to say we because I'm not on the board anymore, but the APP emailed you the full the full list. But uh, it got really frustrating seeing all the people criticize and be like, just make them like last year. It's so easy. Just make them like last year. When they don't understand that it's Marina sitting in an office and for all the like thousand plus people that go to conference she has to go through and audit and verify all the classes they took that they checked in and they checked out and that they actually attended the classes and she has to do that for every single class individually for every single attendee to issue those certificates Mm -hmm. it's not something where she just clicks print and a computer does it all for her and like people just don't understand that that it's yeah. one person in an office doing that. Yeah, it's and on top of it, I think she's still piercing. Like she's still yeah. actually she still she has to go to work and right. pierce. Right. So like that's like coupled with everything that it's again like whether the you think they're doing a good job or a bad job, they're doing they're doing a job. They're doing a job. And at the and same I'm, time, a lot of those people that complain that they're like, oh, it could be so easy. And it's like, I don't see you volunteering to help. <laughs> yeah. I, the volunteer your time, whether you maybe you're not getting the, the phone call or asked to be on a committee, there's plenty of other ways you can volunteer your time. Sure. Yeah. Fill out, uh, you can fill out that volunteer survey. Yeah. And then other committees can like basically pick from from you and be like, okay, this person has these strengths and 
these mm-hmm. skills and we need them. So let's let's get them on the committee. That you can uh, you can even volunteer your time at conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could do the mentor program. Mm-hmm. You know, those will be the, the mentor program next year. Yeah, for the first time in like I don't even know how many years. Yeah, I mean, well, you like we were talking earlier. You only you're only teaching what one. Two, two, cla- two classes? I'm doing two sessions of safe practices and I'm doing a talk ABP. Yeah. That's so it. that's like, when's the last time did you really like have that many on your classes on your plate? So few? Yeah, so few. I literally don't even remember. It's been at least five years. It's almost like you're becoming human again. Almost. Well, okay, so normally the, the reason why I'm so busy at, at conference and things like that isn't because like some evil taskmaster no. forces me to. It's right. because I was an idiot and I submitted like 15 proposals and maybe four or five of them got picked this year on purpose i was like i am not submitting shit <laughs> i'm just I'm, i'll do safe practices because like that's kind of my thing uh but i'm not really trying to get anything else on the agenda for me but it's nice to finally like i guess step back a little bit and be able to take classes Oh my God! What? Yeah. You know what I'm actually probably gonna do? I'm probably gonna just record podcast interviews with all my spare time again. I mean, that's one way to fill up the weeks, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. No, it worked awesome. I got like three months worth of content this year at conference. Yeah. So that's pretty. Yeah, I'm excited for you. You know, sure. you're gonna go back to enjoying. Not, I'm not saying you didn't I enjoy, enjoy it before. I'm a but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about nothing. I care about nothing. <laughs> Oh, it's such a good movie. Anyways, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have. That's pretty much. I think that's sufficient. Yeah. So one more time, what is your full, complete name that people would vote for in potential elections? Uh, If you are a member and you want to, you know, exercise your right as a member, vote. If you don't know how to vote, you can reach out to me via social media or. Any, any member, really, or anybody that you may know on the, uh, on the membership committee, we can tell you how to log in and do it because it will be done via email or uh, member leap. But you will find me as William Barron. What? That will be what's on the ballot. You might know me as just Barron. If you've received an acceptance letter or anything else, it'll probably be W. Barron. But, yeah, that's where you'll find me. Vote for Barron. Yeah, uh, yeah please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm Ryan PBA. And that's that's it. I'm gonna legally change my name to Ryan PBA. That's awesome. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thanks for talking to me. Thanks for making the drive to Atlanta from Knoxville. Uh, thanks for coming to all kinds of my classes. Thank you for filling in for me for UKAPP. And let me uh, also say thanks for just all the stuff you've done for all the other piercers that you've helped. So. Alright. Yep. Yay. William William Barron. Well William Barron. William Wayne Barron. Oh, there it is. Now it's out there. Oh the god. Billy the Wayne Barron. <laughs> Alright. Alright, thanks for talking to me, Barron. Good luck in the upcoming APP Board of Elections. You've definitely got my vote. Uh, as far as travels, I'm getting ready to leave for London in just a few days. I'm going to be speaking at an event called May Africa. Uh, you can check it out. It's mae-africa.org. And it's an organization basically exploring and documenting different cultural practices that are kind of fading generation by generation. And the, the focus on this event is going to be scarification. So I'll be, uh, I'll be attending the photo exhibit for three days, and on Saturday I'm going to be part of uh, an expert panel basically exploring scarification from historical sense. I'll be there to certainly represent contemporary body art scarification. Uh, there are a lot of experts. It's really intimidating. A lot of people with like PhDs and masters and all these leading experts. A lot of people are, are flying in from different African nations. And then there's me, just the random body piercer guy from from the U.S. So hopefully I don't make a fool out of myself. I've spoken on scarification quite a few times. I was lucky enough to perform a a TED Talk on scarification a few years back. If you haven't ever seen that, you can go to my website, precisionbodyarts.com slash scarification, or you can just search scarification TED Talk on YouTube. Uh, It's called The Intentional Scar. So uh, I'm basically just going to be talking about how it's not for weirdos. You know, it's an exploration of oneself. Uh, It's a way to 
kind of expand your uh, aesthetic portfolio is like the the big uh, flash word that my friend Amy helped me uh, helped me work out when she helped me write the the TED Talk years back. So I'll be uh, heading that way, and then in just a few weeks, we've got the holidays after that. Again, I'll be going to Phoenix, Arizona on Monday, January 20th. If you want to sign up for that class, you can either email me at ryanpba at gmail.com, go to precisionbodyarts.com slash seminars, or follow Body Art Education by Ryan Willett on Facebook. I've got a few other classes that I should be able to formalize and and uh, announce soon. I've got one. Looks like I'm going to be doing Concord, California. I was originally thinking Reno, Nevada, but I don't think that's going to line up with my schedule just now. So probably be doing something around the Bay Area in I'm going to guess February, and then it looks like I'm going to be in the New Jersey area sometime around March, and that's going to be with that new class, Advanced Application of Bevel Theory. So I'd love to see you out there. Uh, I'll be back next week with another interview. Thanks for listening. For more information about the show, visit piercingwizardpodcast.com or like Piercing Wizard Podcast on Facebook. For more info about your host, visit precisionbodyarts.com or search Ryan PBA on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcast, and Google Play. Music by Benny B. Blanco. Show copyright 2017, Precision Body Arts, LLC. All rights reserved. 